it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And hi again, everybody. It is Grant Napier, and today it is our NBA preview. I will take a look at the Eastern Conference, but first, I want to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. And remember, if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works will be there with their 24-7 service. For all of your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W. WRXplumbing.com. Really had fun this week. The debut of Jerry Reynolds with me on YouTube Live. Jerry will be with me each and every week. Also on Mondays and Fridays, Sean Salisbury to talk the NFL, college football, and some Major League Baseball. As Sean is based in Houston, so we do indeed talk about the Astros and some other teams as well. Be sure and check that out on my YouTube Live channel, 3 o'clock Pacific, if you don't like that with Grant Napier. All right, today I'm going to look at the Eastern Conference And there are some changes in the Eastern Conference. And you start with the number one seed from a year ago, the Boston Celtics. You know, they picked up Danilo Gallinari in the offseason. However, he was lost already with a torn ACL. So he's out. You got the Ime Yudoka situation. He is no longer coaching. And now you add a Malcolm Brogdon, which I think is a very good addition to that Boston team. We know that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, uh, they look like the real deal. They look like they are on the same page. You know, a lot of people say, well, are they big enough downstairs? That could be an issue. To me, there are too many question marks right now with the Boston Celtics for me to put them number one in the East. I think they will compete for the top spot because they do have talent, but they were counting on Gallinari. He's out for the year. I do like Brogdon, as I said, but what about Ime Yudoka? How is that going to factor into the Boston Celtics this year? To me, the entire wild card in the entire NBA is in Brooklyn with the Nets. To me, they ought to nickname this team the Brooklyn Headcases. And you can say whatever you want about Kevin Durant being in Brooklyn. He's a hell of a player. But this team's got too many issues. You got Kyrie Irving, and who knows what's going on with Kyrie Irving. Who knows if he's going to play, if he's not going to play. And by that, I'm meaning, who, who, can you count on Kyrie Irving each and every game? If you're a teammate of Irving, can you count on him to show up? Or is he going to, like, leave the team for a week or two and say he needed time off or he needs this or he needs that? 
Then you got Ben Simmons, who is the uh, king of head cases in the NBA. And, you know, he's basically missed two entire seasons of a six-year career. Who knows if he's going to play? And if he does play, is he going to shoot? Or is he just going to get the ball and pass it to Durant and Irving and play defense? I cannot imagine everything staying in a harmonious way for the Brooklyn Nets. I just can't. I think Steve Nash is going to have a mess on his hands. I am not in any way, shape, or form going to be able to take the Brooklyn Nets to come out of the East. I'm just not. They got too many question marks. They got too many head cases. Then there's the Philadelphia 76ers. And Joel Embiid is the real deal. There were many that thought he should have been the MVP a year ago. But I am not on James Harden's bus. I'm just not. I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not going with James Harden in the big games, okay? I'm not going with James Harden when you have to win a game. I'm not going with James Harden when you have to win a game in the playoffs. But you know what? They picked up some extra talent to go along with the two of Embiid and Harden. The additions of P.J. Tucker, Montrez Harrell, DeAnthony Melton, I think those are good pickups for the Philadelphia 76ers. My deal, though, I can't go with a team coming out of the East that has James Harden on it. Just can't do it. So for that reason, I'm taking the Milwaukee Bucks to come out of the East. They went from a championship. They had a little bit of a hangover. I think they really missed Chris Middleton in the playoffs. Middleton will not start this season, but they don't expect him to be that far off after ongoing wrist surgery this summer. Uh, when Middleton is right and Drew Holiday, you know, if those two are healthy along with the Greek freak Giannis Adetokounmpo, the Milwaukee Bucks, to me, are the best team in the Eastern Conference. They really are. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, what about the Miami Heat? I don't like what the Miami Heat did in the offseason. You know, I thought losing P.J. Tucker was a big loss for them that not a lot of people are talking about. Here's another issue that I have with the Miami Heat. They're old. And I think attrition is going to be a real factor there. Kyle Lowry is 36. Jimmy Butler is 33. You know, we don't know about Victor Oladipo. I love Tyler Hero. You know, I I love a lot of the pieces that they have, like Bam Adebayo. You know, those guys are young. Caleb Martin. You have Max Struess. You have good players. But Kyle Lowry being 36, Butler with a lot of attrition on his body at 33. And, you know, you don't really have to worry about Butler. I guess he's there. He'll always answer the bell for you. But for that reason, I'm not picking Miami to come out of the East this year. I'm not. They were the number one seed last year, and I know they lost to Boston in the playoffs. Here's my dark horse in the Eastern Conference, and it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, think what they've done. Look at the backcourt. They make a trade to get Donovan Mitchell, all right? He and Darius Garland make up a very potent backcourt in Cleveland, all right? Then you have Jared Allen, and how good was Evan Mobley last year? So when I look at Mitchell with Garland, with Allen downstairs, with Evan Mobley, who played so well last year, and a Cleveland club that is young, they got a a nice nucleus right now. They have a nice nucleus. 
I'm picking the Cleveland Cavaliers to be my surprise team in the East, and by surprise, I think they're going to be a top four team, and I would not be surprised, would not be surprised if when we get post-All-Star break and you're on the stretch drive, that they are one of the teams that's battling for a top spot in the Eastern Conference. I like Cleveland this year. I like the makeup of their team. All right, what about the Toronto Raptors? You know, they don't have a lot of size. They are good. We know about Pascal Siakam. We know about how good Scotty Barnes was last year, the rookie of the year. You know, Ananobi. They've got an excellent coach in Nick Nurse. They've got a good team. I just don't know if they can crack a top four spot. I look at Toronto as the team that's probably going to be around five or six in the Eastern Conference, maybe seven. Because to me, I have to put Brooklyn in the top four based on talent alone. I don't want to, but I'm going to. All right? I think Milwaukee's number one. I would probably go Philadelphia regular season second or third, interchangeable with Boston. I would probably put Brooklyn fourth or fifth. You know, the Atlanta Hawks to me were so good two years ago. Very disappointing last year. So what did they do? They went and they changed the makeup of their team. And they got DeJounte Murray. Now the question is, how is DeJounte Murray and Trey Young going to do together? Right? We know that those are two unbelievably talented players. They lose Kevin Herter to the Kings. They have Bogdan Bogdanovich. Obviously, up front, Capella, Collins, Hunter. You look at a Collins that I think should be a better player this year on both sides of the floor. I like him. I think he's very good, but I think he's going to elevate. I think he's a very good player. Everyone on Atlanta wants to talk about Trey Young, and rightfully so. But now with DeJounte Murray, I think it takes some of the pressure off Trey Young. I like the Atlanta Hawks this year. I think they're going to be much better than last year and again they struggled to get into the dance last year right I think this year they'll be there I really do the other team that I think could have some issues this year is the Chicago Bulls Lonzo Ball all right not playing to start the year and you know who knows about his health and his surgery on his knee DeMar DeRozan was really really good last year he's now 33 right you talk about Nikola Vucevic, really good. You talk about Patrick Williams, okay? You talk about Zach Levine, now has his money, very good, okay? I love Zach Levine. I think he's a hell of a player. I thought making the All-Star team last year was spot on for him. But what about not having ball? What about DeRozan getting up there a little bit? Where do I see the Bulls in the East? I see them around seven or eight, okay? So my top four in the East, and I'm going to start with Milwaukee. I'm going to go Bucks number one. I'm going to go Boston two, Philadelphia three, Cleveland four, Brooklyn five, all right? And then I think you're going to see Miami, Toronto, and Atlanta fighting it out for those other sports. Now, I don't really keep a track of the play-in tournament and all that. That's a bunch of nonsense to me, all right? I'm giving you who I think are the best eight teams, all right? The best eight teams. 
That, to me, does not include the Washington Wizards. It does not include the Charlotte Hornets. It does not include the Detroit Pistons. And it certainly does not include the Indiana Pacers. All right? Or or the Magic. So these are the teams that are not going this year. I mean, you look at the Hornets. Horrible, horrible offseason with Miles Bridges and his arrest for domestic violence. LaMelo Ball, his health, a big issue right now. Detroit. They're not ready. Marvin Bagley's hurt already. He's going to be out three to four weeks. Pacers are in a rebuild mode. And Orlando also in a rebuild mode. Okay? So those teams, to me, are not going to the playoffs. Could I see the Knicks as a top eight team? Yes. Could I see the Wizards as a top eight team? Uh, Best case scenario. All right? Best case scenario. You know, they added Monte Morris. They added Will Barton. You know, they got Porzingis to go with Bradley Beal. And I I just, I'm not sold on the Washington Wizards yet. I'm not. So your upper tier, I'm not putting Brooklyn in the top four because I think they got too many issues. I'm going to put them at number five. And then I think the teams that I just mentioned, you know, like Miami, like Toronto, like Atlanta, six, seven, and eight, I don't know in what order. That's how I see the Eastern Conference. My surprise team, though, is Cleveland. I could see Cleveland with their youth and the way they're going to play and J.B. Bickerstaff and what he wants to do on the shores of Lake Erie. I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers might be one of the more exciting teams to watch in the NBA with the acquisition of Donovan Mitchell. Again, that backcourt is going to be fun to watch. It is going to be fun to watch. Now, I know a lot of people are talking about what about the top rookies uh, in the East? Well, you know, Jalen Ivey with Detroit, you know, how how good is he going to be? You know, they took him right after Sacramento took Keegan Murray. A lot of people thought the Kings should have taken Jaden Ivey. Obviously, no one's thinking that now, but we might have a completely different opinion uh, three years from now, right? You look at Orlando. All right, and they have very high hopes for their number one pick in Paulo Bancaro. But he's not taking the Orlando Magic to the playoffs. They've got uh two they got too far to go, right? And you know, when you look at Indiana, there's a lot of talk about them still looking to move Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. They're obviously gonna keep Tyrese Halliburton. They really like him. Uh I don't think the Pacers are gonna come close to winning 40 games this year. I think they're going to struggle to win 30 games this year. So those are my teams that are not making the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Now, coming up on Tuesday, I will preview the Sacramento Kings and I will preview the Western Conference as the NBA season does indeed get ready to go on Tuesday. So that's going to be coming up Tuesday, Western Conference preview and the Sacramento Kings. All right, that's coming up on Tuesday's podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress, we all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around 
different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's now get to our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. All right, let's get to Will. What type of discipline is Devontae Adams going to get for shoving a photographer after the Chiefs game? Well, as you know, uh, he has been charged with misdemeanor assault as I am recording this. Still no word from the NFL, so we are in a holding pattern. I'm not ready to make any predictions based on the uncertainty and inconsistency as it relates to punishments from the National Football League. Kyle wants to know who wins the Chiefs-Bills game. I like the Bills in this game. I think the Bills are going to win. You know, do they ever get a chance to play Kansas City and Buffalo, or is there something that I'm not aware of that only games between the Bills and Chiefs can be played in Kansas City? But I think the Bills are going to win. Julian wants to know, should Draymond have been suspended? I think he should have been. I think it's a bad look that he was not suspended. Very good question. Yes, I think he should have been suspended. Brendan wants to know, if Aaron Judge leaves the Yankees, who should they target? Pitching. 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 And pitching, that's who they should target. And it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of money Aaron Judge gets this offseason. It will be staggering. It will be staggering. It's also going to be interesting to see how Judge does uh, in these playoffs. So keep an eye on both of those things. Zach asks, are Green and Poole going to be able to play like nothing happened in a few months from now? Yes. There are a lot of teammates that have played on teams with one another that have not cared for each other, didn't like each other. But when the game starts, generally speaking, you're there to win. That is a veteran team. Kerr has Steph Curry, who is the biggest leader, arguably in the NBA. They'll figure it out. They have too much talent not to. So I think it will be a harmonious team for most of the year. I do believe that. Now, I'm not making any predictions on Draymond Green behaving and not doing any other things that are stupid, but I think that situation will work itself out. I really do. Rich wants to know which underdog team is most likely 
to win the World Series. Well, as I record this, Houston's up 2-0 on Seattle, so I'm not picking Seattle to win three in a row. The Phillies uh, and the Braves are tied at one, and you have the Dodgers uh, and the Padres. The Padres obviously would be the underdog. I don't think they're going to beat the Dodgers. Yankees can't be considered an underdog. So for the heck of it, I'll just say the Phillies, all right? Although I don't think it's going to happen but I will say the Phillies. Ian wants to know, will Zion Williamson be in MVP talks at the end of this NBA season? Ian, until I see him play near a full season, give me 60 games, which is nowhere near a full season, but until I see him get up over 70 games, I can't take him seriously. So the answer to that question is no. I don't think he will be in MVP talks at the end of the season. Luke wants to know, do I like the MLB rule changes going into effect next season? Luke, they got to try something. They have to try something. Uh, Baseball is a hurting game right now, so I'm a fan of it because the game needs to get better. It needs to get better. Dan wants to know, will Matt Rule be coaching college football next season? As we all know, he was fired this week as head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Well, Danny doesn't need the money. We know that. Uh, I say he will be coaching in college next season. Yes, I believe he will. I do. Uh, Lucas wants to know, who is the best young quarterback right now? Lucas, it depends on how you define young. Like, I'm not really sure what your definition of young is. I mean, if you're talking about Justin Herbert, if you're talking about Tua, I would take Herbert over Tua, all right? Is Patrick Mahomes still considered young? He is in my book. I mean, you wouldn't take Tua over Patrick Mahomes, would you? You wouldn't take Herbert over Patrick Mahomes. So I don't really know. I mean, Josh Allen... He's young, relatively speaking, so I'm not really sure how you would define young. The nice thing, Lucas, is there is a really good crop of young quarterbacks in the National Football League that are very good. That is very good. Neil wants to know, do you agree with Dan Snyder that the NFL is a mafia? You know, Dan Snyder, to me, is out in left field, Neil. I don't have enough knowledge and education of what it's like behind the scenes as it pertains to the owners of the National Football League. Comparing it to the mafia, I think, is rather strong. So I would say no, but I wouldn't think that there aren't issues going on behind the scenes that no one knows about. I do believe that would be accurate. But mafia? No. I don't think so. And it wasn't interesting that Al Michaels, last night, made the comment that he should resign. Daniel Snyder and that, that's what the league really is hoping for. Fat chance of that happening, right? Justin wants to know, have you watched Facing Nolan on Netflix? It's very good. I have not, but I plan on it, Justin. I hear it is very good. David wants to know, did players or others in the Kings organization like yourself know Keon Clark was drinking before and during halftime of games? I didn't know he was drinking before and during halftime of games. I had heard stories about him in practice and, you know, you could smell the alcohol on him. But before games and halftimes, no, David, I, I did not know that. I was not aware of that. All right, that is our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. It's time for Grant. Folks, it is called Zoom 180. And when you see the flashlight that is going to be coming on the market and available to you, you will go, Napes, I need to have it, all right? This is going to blow you away. I've seen it. The illumination is unlike anything 
you will have ever experienced with a flashlight. No pointing, just turn it on and you're going to go, wow. Zoom 180 coming to you soon. It will be available and I will keep on talking about it because once you see it, you are going to go, I need to have it. Zoom 180. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm about done with Thursday Night Football. I mean, the last two games that we've seen, the Indianapolis-Denver game and last night, the Bears and Washington may be the two worst games played in the National Football League in a long time. And that's saying something, all right? No touchdowns. I mean, it's not like it's December, all right? It's not like the games are outside in Green Bay and, you know, Soldier Field in Chicago or Buffalo, okay? It's October. Those two games, back-to-back Thursdays, or about as bad as it gets. Not as bad as Amazon Prime putting Marshawn Lynch on their football coverage, but almost as bad as that. Seriously. How embarrassing is this for the National Football League? Now, is it because players only have three days off before they have to get ready to play another game? Or is it that there were a lot of bad football teams in the National Football League? I think it's a little bit of both. I think there are a lot of bad teams in the NFL, and I also think that the short turnaround factors into it as well. But the last two Thursdays have been as bad as it gets. I turned the game off last night with eight minutes left to go in the first quarter. And you know when I turned it back on? With one minute left to go in the fourth to see the final failed drive of the Chicago Bears. That's all I needed to see. I spared myself three hours of freaking misery. Awful. The NFL should be embarrassed. And that's my rant for today. Hey, that is my podcast for today. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Don't forget Sean Salisbury on my YouTube live channel. If you don't like that with Grant Napier on Mondays and Fridays, Jerry Reynolds generally on Wednesdays. We may move it around depending on the King's schedule. Three o'clock Pacific YouTube live. Again, thank you so much for joining me here. If you don't like that with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.